Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Get After Podcast. Great interview for y'all today. I'm in, uh, we're going to be flushing some interviews towards y'all uh, because, honestly, there's just been an influx of really cool people I've met since moving to Nashville, kind of uh, connecting with a few there, then also a few with, uh, um, we're getting closer and closer with uh, the book, Get After It, which we'll, we'll have updates to come. I know I've been saying we've been getting close for a minute, we're actually moving close. We got some exciting things to come with. So so I'll be sharing with y'all as we come, as we get moving. My guest today is Anisha Marcou and uh, she's she's published two books now. Well, actually, so she's working on another book right now, which is a children's book. Um, the books we're going to focus on today are The Art of Setting Smart Goals, uh, Set Winning Goals and Live a Life of Abundance, Success and Achievement. Uh, her most recent book is The 12 Principles of Personal Growth. Uh, bringing meaningful change to your life. Anisha, honestly, we had we had a really cool conversation. This was fun. Uh, she immigrated to this country, um, has a remarkable story. She actually is from, uh, she now lives actually in my hometown in Michigan, which is a really cool thing that we've uh, had the chance to connect there. Um, but she, it, what I like about her books is they're really guides. Like they are so straightforward and they hit on the point of what you're trying to of, uh, of frankly, like serving direct to the purpose, right? So it's not, it, there's no fluff. In these books, it's very much, uh, um, I guess, uh, uh, it's very specific to her cause and her case, uh, which I'm excited about. So uh, without further ado, we're going to roll into this interview. Uh, this is The Art of Setting Smart Goals with Anisha Marcou. Cue the intro. Let's roll. This is the Get After It Podcast, where young professionals, entrepreneurs, and action takers learn what it takes to be a high performer. This is more than a podcast. It's a movement. Now, let's get after it with your host, Aaron Griffin. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Get After It Podcast, another awesome episode. Well, I like to think they're pretty awesome. I really appreciate our, our listeners who give uh, us tremendous support and feedback and reviews that say they're awesome. I think this interview is only going to affirm it. Um, I'm joined today by best-selling author Anissa Marcoux. And Anissa, I'm, I, first of all, I'm stoked to have this conversation. We were just going, join, jamming through your first two books um, that you've published. And I know you're working on a children's book now. And uh, honestly, there's a lot of really good stuff here that we were just... Uh, I, I I pushed. I was like, we got to hit record. Like, we got to we got to jump into this because there's so much that we can go with this. So, first of all, uh, welcome to the Get After Podcast. Do you, would you mind doing a uh, just kind of if we could kick things off here, just a little bit of your backstory, who you are, where you're from, what your what your what your journey has been like to putting together what are some really cool resources that we're going to get into uh, for anybody who's trying to aim for whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are a, a real estate professional like yourself, whether you are simply in a, in a nine to five or you're looking to advance in your career, also for personal life. So there's so much great stuff in your two books. Uh, let's jam on this. And could you, w- would you, would you be willing to introduce the audience a little bit to yourself and your background? Yeah, of course. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Um, so my name is Anissa Marco. Um, right now, my profession is real estate full time. I am a mom of four boys, and my um, I'm originally from Albania. I came here uh, in 2003. Um, actually, at that time, I had my first son after 
first week I arrived here, so it was a challenging time. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. So um, it was a rough start. I spoke a little bit of English just to, to get by and to leave like doctor's appointment, things like that for everybody. So I didn't need a translator. My husband, on the other hand, didn't speak no English, didn't have no job or career. Uh, so we had to start from scratch, like from the bottom. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was a challenging time, but you know, years went by and um, I started my boys, both of my olders, they're 17 and 15 now. So when they started growing up, I needed to decide for myself um, what to do, either find a job. And because I didn't have no education or a diploma here, I, um, it was challenging to find a decent job. I didn't have many options. Cleaning houses, it was one of my options, or waitress, mm. it was my second option, which nothing wrong with either or, but for me to get out of the house and actually have somebody, you know, take care of the kids and everything, it just, I would never have made enough money to cover that expense. So I decided to go back to college 10 years after, after I, after I kind of dropped out of, of high school. So technically I never graduated from uh, elementary school because me and my parents left for Germany when I was in sixth grade. And I just wasn't able to graduate elementary school with my friends. And then in high school, I decided to drop out again. And so my high school ended the second year, second semester of the second year of high school. And I was like about 16, 16, 17 at that time. So it took me 10 years to go back to school, but I did it. And I'm so glad I did it because if I didn't do that, I don't think I would been doing all that I've been accomplished so far and you know life as I see it now versus if I just continue to work and didn't have no goals for myself and no um, no direction so to speak and it is hard when you don't have like a mentor to kind of guide you what you need to do and you have to figure things out yourself but somehow when you're like you know the saying when there is a will there is a way so somehow you kind of figure it out yourself is just for, I just wish for many people, especially younger generation that they have somebody to guide them because things get smoother, like they get rolling faster and they, they go to the point of in life where they want to be faster instead of taking forever. You know what I mean? Right. And that's uh, first semester in college. Um, I was like 26, 27. I felt so old. I was the only one with like kids. There. <laughs> Everybody was so young and um, still though I pushed myself even, even though I, there are times that I didn't fit in. I felt like I didn't fit in. Nobody cared that I was older than them, but it was just me. And so that's how I learned about goals, setting goals. The teacher first class, it was an English class and she told us to write goals down. And I never heard about goals before. Nobody taught me before. Not my family, not my, any of my teachers. So I, I wrote some goals down. Whatever I thought at that time, where I was in my life, that would, would take me to the next level in my life. And mm -hmm. of course, the first one to finish college. Because even though I was four years, like four and a half years, every semester in my back of my mind, I was like, what if I fail? What if I drop out again? 
So the whole, that whole mindset was with me the whole time. And that's, I wouldn't suggest that for anybody because it's like, it take, it breaks you down so much and it just doesn't let you move forward. You kind of have to push more. But somehow I did it and I finished it. So when I wrote the goals down, um, reading it after five years, uh, it was the first one was to finish college because it was super important to me. Right. And I kind of, the whole time I didn't, even when I was those 10 years that I didn't go to college or didn't have my education every time, every, anybody would ask me, oh, you know, what do you do for a living? Or did you finish high school here? Or did you finish college here? And I'm like, I was hesitant. I felt embarrassed. I feel okay. guilty. So that feeling, I wanted that feeling to be gone. You know, it is, uh, especially being like a young person, it's kind of, you feel ashamed of yourself for not, you know, right. finishing education or getting any kind of, you know, not having any kind of future for yourself. That's how I felt at least. And um, so I finished that and that's what everything else kind of, after I finished college, then every other event kind of fell into place. And 2017, after I graduated, I started um, a blog about third culture kids. Yep. And if you're not familiar with the term, it's uh, children that are born and raised in a different country outside their passport country, outside where they're supposed to be raised. Mm -hmm. In this case, my all my kids are third culture kids because they're supposed to be Albanians, all of them, and they're not. <laughs> um, so they get like a bit of culture from their parents or some in many cases they get two cultures from from the parents in case they are from two different countries for example mm -hmm. and they, they form this third culture and that's how they grow up and that's how they make their own decisions and that's how they form their you know personalities and everything else and it was more of a hobby for me because um so in March of 2017, I graduated and I also had my, my fourth boy, my baby. So I was home. Uh, I wanted an outlet to, to yeah. just do something for myself because I felt I'm locked down, I'm home. I was very busy. It wasn't like that I, was, I wasn't busy, but I wasn't productive and I wasn't doing something that made me happy. That's, right. that's why I started um, with, a, with a blog. And uh, eventually that block took me to a conference in Orlando where um, I, I got introduced to the self-publishing school. And on my way back home, I started mind mapping about the uh, SMART goals. Mm -hmm. And that's how my uh, writing career kind of started. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and uh, you know, and, and we should budge in here. I, I, it, this is so it's so cool because the two books you have, um, you have the art of setting smart goals, which was your first book, mm -hmm. um, and then you built it into really the it's the twelve principles of personal growth. You know, yeah. bringing meaningful change to your life. And there's a couple things that we could speak on to this. Um, I think what would be beneficial to the audience is thinking, um, in terms of I, I you know, I have so much respect. I, we have a a friend of mine who's actually staying with us right now at our, uh, the Airbnb in Nashville, uh, he wrote a book, uh, I Wish Everyone Was an Immigrant, right? And his whole purpose was the, the mindset that you have uh, when you come to a country like the United States from somewhere else 
uh, is so much is so powerful. He's like, if we could reach into that more in this country and frankly around okay. the world, he's like, there there'd be so much more goodness in the world, so much more done. Um, let's dive in though for somebody who is wondering what smart goals are. Um, to read this, like you put this in the prologue of your book, uh, and speaking really the introduction is like, is the book is really the first book, Smart Goals, is your guide to find out exactly, and you have these three points what you want to accomplish, why you want to accomplish it, and how you're going to accomplish it, right? So, what, what is a smart goal, and yeah. who, who is that book directly written towards? Let's talk about those two things if we could to start. Yeah, of course. Um, so smart goals um just like a little guide for it smart stands for uh, specific measurable attainable relevant and timely and to go in uh, more into it so when you set a goal it has to be specific when you write down like for example um i want to be healthy that's just too general you need to be more specific. Measurables, you need to kind of uh, find a way to measure, to track your progress. Otherwise, how are you gonna know if you are uh, moving towards your goal or if you're making any progress towards your goal? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I just muted myself. So I have uh, audio from you. I, I, hey, I, rock and I felt like you're gone. Um, so, where was I? I kind of forgot. Talking about, well, you're actually, you're breaking down the SMART goals, right? Yeah. And how they related to you. How did you find, like, so So take me, take me through, if you could, how this builds into, when you're looking at, if we can, the 12 principles book is really almost like a follow-up and an elaboration on it. In yeah. You know, I, I'm just looking at, there's so much powerful stuff in here. How did you, how did you get the idea? Well, first of all, so you were actually hitting on your smart goals in the sense of yeah. setting them and why it's just so important to set a goal. Why, why do people not finish their, like, why is it that, why do we set goals and then not come back to them? Right. Well, my first, um, what I think is the first issue, they don't set a, a due date. They, they don't set a time goals. When you set them, you need to have a, a specific date so to speak and mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that oh by the deadline if you don't achieve it then you're done you don't do it or anything like that but mm -hmm. it gives your mindset like in your back of your mind it kind of gives you a push to work every day little by little so you can accomplish that you know mm -hmm. and it has to be relevant for your life for example what right now in your life what can what can you do to to better your life what can you do to grow yourself, you know? Mm. For example, um, I would like to learn another language. And how is it related to my uh, life right now? It's because my dad lives in France and I would like to learn French. So when I go there and visit him, I'm not stuck, you know, and not knowing to even order a coffee for myself or get around or anything like that. Um, and like I said before, like you need to measure them because then how are you gonna know that you're making any kind of progress? And it is important that when you write them down, it doesn't have to be, uh, first of all, you need to write them down based on 
the time frame for there is long term goals and there are short term goals. Mm. When you write down the, for example, a five year plan, it's my or a three year plan, it's my long term goal. Then I can break it down into specific like monthly or yearly goals, and that's and then break them in even further like weekly tasks or um, daily to do list. So. When they're broken down in the small bit sizes, it's easier to accomplish. And which, mm-hmm. which everyone that you accomplish, you can see the prog- progress yourself. So it kind of motivates you to even work the next day and work the next week and next month for to achieve it. So it makes it possible mm-hmm. and easier. And you kind of can tell that you're making a progress. You know, it's like me going back to the college years. Every semester, I had to do certain assignments and certain tests for me to um, not to fail any classes. If I failed any classes, then that meant that I couldn't graduate or postpone the graduation, things like that, you know. And um, yeah. How how often do you, for your goals, do you look at them daily? Do you look at them weekly? What's kind of your review process on ensuring that you're on track for them? Mm-hmm. I think of like the the term of like uh, uh, you know what you measure what matters and revisiting those things and looking at them. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, some people are more visuals than others. Um, I also would, I would highly suggest for everybody to have like a, like a visual board, like a vision board. Yeah. When they can look <laughs> at it every day and maybe in a bedroom or an off, if they have like an office at home, maybe put it right next to the computer because mm-hmm. I feel like m- m- more people are more visuals. Like they, they, their minds, their minds just go through the pictures and everything. And it kind of, it gives you that, it, it gives you that push, even though you're not really see seeing it or thinking about it in that moment. It still helps you push you towards that goal. Vision boards are just, you know, very easy to do too. Right. And for me, um, because I'm kind of. Uh, obsessed with goals, I kind of look at my uh, long-term goals daily. Uh, I, you don't necessarily have to do that, but it's just, that's just me. But you have to, however, you have to be mindful of what you're working towards. And you have to kind of think to yourself, okay, this is my weekly schedule. What am I doing today or this week to accomplish my three-year plan? So that's why I always recommend to start with the long-term goals first. So you you know what to do right? and right. then break it down. And sometimes it's hard to find the, what should I accomplish? What should I do? I don't know what to do there. I hear that so many times like, well, I don't know how to make myself better. There's always specific areas in life that you can make it better. You can grow for it, from it. Some people uh, it's more personal and some people are more, uh, career oriented. Mm. If you want to accomplish, for example, something um, for your profession, then you write it down. You know what you want to accomplish or where you want to get to in three years, and then just little by little break it down and reach your goal. Yeah. For me, at that time, was my my education, my college, and I wrote it down. I break it into semesters. Every semester, I break into weekly to do lists what I needed to do that week so I can uh, have a passing grade or a, an A or whatever I thought sure. at the time was important to me. Sure. So, so you have these goals set down 
and I think anyone can relate to this. We have specific targets that we're looking at. We want to hit them. Uh, we miss them. I want, I want to hit on uh, what is the first principle in the first chapter of your, of your 12 principles book, which is that failure is your best teacher. Yeah. We've heard this a lot, especially listeners to this podcast, they're familiar with this, but can you tell us a little bit why that's the case and a little bit elaborate this on a little further? Would you mind? Yeah, of course. Um, even if, even me, myself, I think I'm guilty many times on many things that I've I have done before in my life or sure. even now that, um, you know, when you start something, even if it's a small thing, like, I don't know, going to the gym, for example, three days a week and, you know, life happens and you don't get to do how often you want it. And then you fall back on your goals and you cannot reach your fitness goals. Or um, I'm just bringing up an easy example. Of course, it gets more complicated when it's, um, things that really affect your life but then we just stop we end it like that oh i'll do it next week i'll do it next month some people just completely don't even think twice or or they start like a business venture for example and right it didn't right. go as they planned they had all these dreams and they started it and something didn't go right and they just stopped it and they just went to another direction. They went to a nine to five job. Again, nothing wrong with a nine to five job, but for them, for themselves, um, I, I'm sure they kind of regretted it every single day that they stopped. Mm, mm. Can we because, talk on, oh yeah, yeah no, sorry, sorry, finish that. No, I'm just saying like, for some people failing is the end. Whatever they're doing is the end and it's not the end. It's just a teaching lesson. It's a mm -hmm. teaching moment. So you can just tweak it, redo it, whatever you need to do, get back up on your feet and just keep going. Yes. How, how about for, doesn't that, don't those moments really define who we are ultimately? Because I think about somebody like you, your chapter three is find your voice. Yeah. Right? And I also, okay, I, actually I could go, I could go down the line. There's so much great stuff in this. You guys got to get these books. I'm telling you right now, this is really cool. Because you talk about in chapter two, about following your path. Don't chase the crowds. Mm -hmm. And I think about that. I hear, <coughs> excuse me. I think of, um, I think of the advice monsters in our life, right? There's people who, um, uh, not even that is, there are specific people who love to give advice, like always just love to make their opinion heard. Um, it, it could be great, you know, it could be a great opinion, but at the same time, mm -hmm. how, if we listen to everything, everybody said, we would never get anything done. Right. Because Nobody knows your business and your life the way that you. Right. And I think about this when looking at your chapter of finding your voice. And I'd love for you to speak about this. And I'm really fascinated to hear about it as someone who immigrated here, had a had their first child right as they get into this country and getting on your feet now where um, and the work that you do in real estate and the work you do as an author and as a blogger and really as a, as a leader. And I'm really curious for you. Um, how much could you tap into the, the, the audience of this show who overwhelmingly between 20 and 30 years old, who really focus on, they're trying to figure out the best goals that they can set, but also how do they get on the path of doing it? When the reality is, I don't know if you'd agree with this, the best way that you could do this is actually to lean into the existing experiences that you've had and look at those and say, how does this help define me as to where I am headed and how does it help you? And I guess this would be my question to you. How did you find your voice 
to be able to have the confidence that I am going to publish these books. I am going to be a high paid person in my profession. I am going to do these things. I am going to be a leader in these aspects. How do you find that voice and how can you lean into it? How does that process look like? Where do you line out in the book? Yeah, of course. I mean, like I said, I could talk forever. Like finding my voice, it took me years. So yeah. But um, you have to. You, if you don't, then you just have people at, you know, um, personally, professionally, just walk all, all over you. Anywhere you live, it's not just here or just my country. Anywhere you live. Um, about the chapter two, though, follow follow your own path. Um, for me, if I we, we tend to follow people around us, the ones that we mm. hang out every day, right? Mm. Yeah. We tend to just imitate or just, it's not just copying, but uh, somehow the mindset is kind of programmed that way. Whatever everybody, if 10 people or five people around you are doing, they're going to do it too. And mm. if you see it, for example, all kind of, you know, class, different classes of people, they kind of hang, tend to hang out together. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but in my case, for example, I hang all even now, but now it's more different because, you know, I get to meet people through real estate and I get to meet tons of, you know, different kinds of cultures. Uh, so, you know, um, so it's different. But in the beginning, I would hang out with uh, people from Albania that immigrated here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I if I just follow their advice and if I just follow their path, I would be stuck in a, I don't know, in a different kind of career, in a different kind of mindset, in a different kind of, I would have totally different life. Mm. And I'm not just, I'm not saying my life is better than them, but what I wanted for myself and for my life and as a mom, it is just different. It's not better or worse, it's just different. Mm. I don't have nobody that has published a book in my uh, in my circle of friends or my relatives. I'm the first one that graduated college from from my dad's side and from my mom's side. So if I if I follow just their their life, I would be graduating high school, for example, and that's about it. That would my education will be stopped. Mm. I would stay in Albania because all of them are there. I don't have no family here. Um, I wouldn't have to even. I would be scared to even chase my dreams because mm-hmm. every time the mentality there is like when you're especially as a woman or as a girl or as a young girl, whatever you're going to call it, they just shut you down. Unfortunately, if you have something to ask, they shut you down. Um, if you have something to say that you like, and that's how all dreams and all plans start. Like as a kid, you ask for things, right? But when it's shut down, you kind of grow with a mentality that, okay, it's stupid or it's not nice to ask for anything, you know? Mm. And that's how it starts building up and building up. So you grow up as an adult and you go to to your work and you don't ask for anything because you're going to be shut down. That's how you feel. Even if you don't get shut down, that's how you feel. You are in a relationship, either, either you're married or not married guess what? You're still not going to ask for anything in that relationship because you feel like you're going to be shut down because all your life have, you have been shut down. So you're not going to grow in your relationship. You're not going to grow as a person. You're not going to grow in your career because you're not going to know how to ask or you're going to feel scared to ask. That's, that's my... You know, 
Well, that's such a great point because I think about it. Um, there's a book that's kind of floated around, been recommended several times to me, which is the, the who, not how, or who, not what. Oh, geez. I don't even know what the name of the book is. The focus is on, though, when you are facing a challenge and you're maybe stuck from your goals or whatever the case would be, don't think about what you need to do differently. Think about who you need to talk to that is doing what you are doing, right? Like who, who can you speak to that's going to help you and drive you forward on the things that you need to, you really need to focus on. And that's what I think is a great thing that you just mentioned, which is like, well, and obviously your experiences and in, in the, what the life you've lived, the perspective behind the challenge of asking, but the power that that gives you, like the, the, the resource you get, Right. I'm asking. And it makes me think of this uh, Napoleon Hill book I just read, which was Outwitting the Devil. Have you heard of this book? Outwitting no, the I Devil? haven't, but now it's, uh, it should be in my reading list. Uh, it's, uh, have you heard of Napoleon Hill? No. So, so he, um, very, very well-known self-help uh, author from, I think he, uh, in like the 30s and 40s, he put together some really good work. Um, and uh this book outwitting the devil, one of the things he talks about is just like in the school system, how everybody is like, if you go to like a second grade classroom, everybody's so ferociously, they, they want to ask questions, all this stuff, everything's crazy. And then you fast forward 10 years and they've had the life beaten out of them. Right. And I think back to like high school, especially uh, my high school, it's like, you can't get people to raise their hands to participate at all because they're drilled down. And if they ask the question, they're wrong. It's bad when it's actually good. Like it's actually, you need the asking of questions. You need to encourage that behavior because that's where, that's where we get the most out of our life and the work that we do. Um, I want to ask you, what, what's the biggest thing you've learned? What have you learned since publishing these books? How has it challenged you um, to, to grow as a mother, uh, wife, uh, business person, um, realtor, you know, all of these, all these labels that you would have how have you grown since putting together what is a really just these two things are really awesome sources of, of information that people could go look at how has it impacted you for the better long term oh well, it has made a tremendous effect especially on not just emotionally as a person what i can achieve and things that i could not have for example five years ago i would never have a thought that i would become a or was even possibly for me to publish a book mm. it wasn't on my radar at all it wasn't um it's not it wasn't on my goals but i thought it's something impossible so when you achieve something that in your mind it's kind of impossible and then you do all these little steps that help you out and then you finish and you have a finished product and you right. say you know what what else can i accomplish you know, what's my next dream or what's my next goal? Or so you, you kind of raise the, the bar higher for yourself. So yeah. just, and you're more confident too. You kind of find the confidence that, hey, I could have, I, I finished college here, for example. So I'm able to do something else, something more, something that I not only help myself, but maybe my family or maybe people in my community, uh, even further people in my country, you know? Things yeah. like that. So you kind of raise the bar higher and you feel like every step that you take, you're more confident in yourself. And that confidence you can apply to in every aspect of your life. Yeah. You apply that in, in your profession, no matter what you're doing. You can apply it towards your relationship with your marriage, for example. You, you 
you know, you're more powerful, especially as a woman. And I'm not just saying because I am a woman, but um, I feel like, especially young, young girls, they need more power. They need more sure. confidence. They, they need that confident boost so they can accomplish whatever they, they need and what they want. And it's not nothing. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You have, uh, this is so good. I'm thinking uh, further on this, you're, you're talking about, and if I could, if I could go yeah. to this last one here, this uh, uh, in the 12 principles, uh, you talk about just stop judging and start observing. Mm -hmm. What do you observe? What do you mean by that, that principle? Uh, yeah. That chapter means, means more, you are always, judging yourself things you do things you don't do or you're judging others things they don't do or they do well or they do bad or whatever it is and if you find that time if you take that time to reflect on how you're feeling for example if you take five minutes in social media and judging somebody's photos think how it makes you feel things how what are you what are you gaining from it if you're just being negative, because judgment, it's always kind of related to negativity mostly. If you're being negative, how is it helping you? It's not. Most of 100% of the time, I would say it's not helping you in any, in any case, in any way. So if you take that, even that five minutes to observing yourself, how you're feeling, I'm and letting things go that don't really help you out, or if you're in a relationship, for example, that's very toxic to you, like observe yourself, how you feel around that person. Even if it's just a friendship, observe yourself, how you feel, observe yourself, how you're wasting your time with that person and make decisions based on that. And it's not just a feeling, you know, your gut feeling tells a lot. And if you, people are more self, um, you know, if they thought more, I would think they'll make different decisions, how they hang out with people how they spend their time or waste their time in this in this case and how they make decisions about like even in their careers too if you have a job that it's just making you miserable but a lot of money observe it you know stop and observe it. how you're feeling during that day how you're feeling what you're doing how it makes you feel you know maybe you're just in different in a wrong career just because it's making money doesn't mean that makes you happy makes you happy either so yeah Whoa, it's like that. Oh, 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 that's huge. Can we actually, let, let's close up on that. You've been so generous with your time. I really appreciate, appreciate you joining us. This has been really cool. I, uh, let's, but can we talk about that? Uh, if you're making great money right now and you're younger, uh, like, like, and when I say younger, I just mean young in terms of your uh, career mm -hmm. let's say, within the first few years of your, of your gig and you're making great money, but you absolutely hate it. Like you hate what you're doing, right? Uh, how important is it for somebody to set goals to get out of what they're doing, even though the money's great? And it's like, I think of that one term from uh, uh, Kevin O'Leary, the guy on Shark Tank. He says, a salary is the drug they give you to forget your dream. Yeah. yeah. yeah a great one. And I think about this in the sense that, you know, it's, it, it, I, I think the, the entrepreneur hustle, hustle, hustle culture uh, is actually a little doesn't help because it's okay. It's not even that it's okay. It's like you need to find alignment in what it is that you're doing. You need to you need to be 
you need to be all in and enjoy the work that you do. And if you don't have to have that today, but if you know where you're headed with that, that's so important. So if, if, if we can plug yourself and I'm just using your brain here because you're with me on this podcast, I really want to hear this from you. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in this. If someone is maybe doing the things that they don't want or they don't love and they're stuck in that thing, but the money's good and that's what's holding them back. What are they not seeing? What are they not seeing that's going to hold them back over the long term by not finding the work that they do? And how can they start by setting yeah. goals in some areas outside of their work that's going to be able to at least get them to potentially experience more things that they're mm-hmm. going to be able to figure out what they like? Because I feel like the one thing that holds them back the most is because the money is so great, there's no re- why would I go look for other things that even though I'm not happy, if I do this for, you know, we, we play the, we play the game where it's like extrapolating out time or train trading time for labor or excuse yeah. me, time for money mm-hmm. and, and where it can put you in the position of your life. Are you really going to be more happy with more money in the bank? Like, what is the thing that you can do to start setting goals around outside of your work? That's going to get you there. That's a big animal of a question. Yeah. So if you, I, I think that'd be great though, to close on. Yeah, of course. I mean, oh, I, Personally, I've been there. Um, I see people every day in my life that just go to work, go to work just to make money and pay the bills. Right. And, and that's nothing wrong with that because, you know, everybody has families, of course, and everybody has priorities. Um, and it's hard because you come home and you're exhausted. The last thing you want to do is another job or another work or another right. to-do list. Um, but in the, in the same time, you only have one life. Nobody's going to give you a second life. That's my motto that I go through mm-hmm. every day. If you are stuck or you feel stuck, you need to find a way, even if it's just small step, set your goals. If you don't set your goals, you're not going to go anywhere because you're not going to know what to work towards. You know, If your goal is to get out of your career that's making you miserable, set smaller goals. It doesn't have to be a, a, a big adocious that you don't know what, what you're working with set smaller goals, work on your, maybe a side hustle that you like to do and time blocking. Oh my God. Time blocking has been my uh, best friend since I started. Can you explain what that is for our audience? Yeah. Let's say uh, you have to go to a nine to five job every day. For example, you go through the calendar and you pick 30 minutes. First, you need to find what you want to do for, you know, and then you need to, to know why you're doing it. And then how you do it, time blocking is gonna be your best friend. You get your calendar, 15 minutes. If, if, if you don't have more than 15 minutes, I mean, everybody has 15 minutes, right? Everybody has 30 minutes because you find when you want it or is the will, there is a way. Yeah. So you will find those 30 minutes. You sit down those 30 minutes, you turn off the phone, you turn off the TV, you turn off everything that distracts you and you just work on your goal. For me, it's writing. Right now, it's writing. So I set up my time where everybody's sleeping. And like I said before, I have four kids. I have my husband's business that I need to run, his financial part of it, which is another story. And I have a full-time job. I just sit down, 30 minutes, no TV, no distraction. I get my tea or my coffee, whatever I feel like that day, and just write. If it's 10 sentence, I'm happy with it because I wrote 10 sentence. Right. It doesn't. Do I accomplish anything in 30 minutes? Do I publish a book? No, but step-by-step, it'll get me where I want. It'll get me to publish that book that I'm working on. 
So every day, if you, five days a week, doesn't even have to be seven days a week, five days a week, spend 30 minutes of your time and set those goals and work little by little to accomplish those goals. And I feel like everybody, life would be somehow different if they really truly uh, know what they're looking for and know what they want to do and what, what they want to accomplish. That's so good. So, you know, um, that helps. you know, you've been awesome. And I, and uh, I really appreciate this. Um, you can find her book on Amazon. Actually, real quickly, how can people get a hold of you, follow you and your journey? Find uh, What's the best thing? I know you're working on a children's book right now, which is a lot of these principles in a, in a, in a children's fashion. How can people follow you in your journey and where you're headed? Yeah, uh, both of my books, um, you can find them uh, on Amazon. They're both print version and eBooks. Mm -hmm. um, my third book is, I don't have a, a, launch, a launch date yet, but I'm working for it. It's going to be about rainbow babies. Um, I know we talked a little bit last time. Um, the term comes from the uh, loss of a, an, an infant. And you know how rainbow comes after the storm. That's how the rainbow baby. I'm working on that and I'm very excited about it. And for me personally, if you, uh, you, can, re you can reach out anytime. Um, I'm available on, on Instagram mostly. So my third culture kit, it's on my Instagram account. And that's where I mostly post things that are coming up or about my books or even for my, for my kids and my family, you can see them there too. Uh, I'm mostly engaged there. So yeah, I, I had a blast doing this interview with you. This was fun. Yeah, hey, this was fun. So fun. And I hope I helped a little bit. I think you did. Check out her freaking books, yo. Uh, really good stuff. So thanks so much for coming on. Uh, so much fun. And uh, we'll be welcoming you back here once that children's book is out and to update us and your journey and where you're at. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks. It was. Yo, yo, you made it to the end of the podcast. Congratulations. I really hope this was um, I hope this was a fun one for you. We love uh, these interviews. So if this was something that was profound, it hit you hard. Share this with a friend. We don't monetize the podcast in any way, shape, or form. This is uh, strictly for personal development and growth. And frankly, it's a passion project of my own. So um, I really appreciate you all for not only taking the time to, to listen, but uh, in helping build this show. Uh, if it impacted you, the best way that you can help us and you can expand the Get After message is to share this with someone who needs it, uh, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, um, and to just, again, like share the word, like share this with your friends, share this with people who uh, could be impacted by this. And special, special thanks to our guest today. And with all that being said, I really hope this episode and the daily ones as well are helping you get after it in your life, work, business, whatever it is that you're rolling with. Let's roll. Let's get after it. Make it a great one. Talk soon.